0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil.
2: And welcome to the top 10 of anything podcast.
1: Let's start the
3: countdown. 10. 9.
2: In this fast-paced million megabytes a second world, we sometimes don't appreciate the amazing times we're living in. We maybe also don't appreciate how we got to this point. For every Tesla, we started with a Model T Ford. For every iPhone, we started with a sound telegraph, a camera obscura, and a phonograph. Modern inventions can educate, entertain, transport, and further our lives. Here's our own little invention of wonder, Neil, with 10 modern invention facts. Thank you very much, Pav. So here we go. The Upside Down Ketchup Bottle
1: earned its inventor, Paul Brown, $13 million. (laughs) The inventors of the bubble wrap, Alfred Fielding and Mark Chavanese, were originally trying to make 3D plastic wallpaper, which was a failure. Robert Cheeseborough, the inventor of petroleum jelly, ate a spoonful every day, claiming it had tremendous health benefits. He lived to be 96. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Mikhail Kalashnikov, inventor of the AK-47, greatly regretted having invented the weapon, and is quoted as saying, "I would rather have preferred to have invented a machine that people could use and that would help farmers with their work, for example, a lawnmower."
2: Oh, I done that one, didn't I? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's better.
1: Lonnie Johnson, the inventor of the Super Soaker reinvested most of his earnings from the toy into energy technology research. The bubblegum is pink because that was the only dye Walter E. Diner, the inventor, had on hand at the time, and it was his favourite colour. Joseph Brahma, the man who invented the first beer tap, also invented the modern toilet. Then <laughs> the only head coach in the university of kansas basketball history with a losing career record is james naismith the inventor of basketball
4: the eagle has landed
1: volvo invented the three-point seatbelt and then gave free license to all other auto manufacturers to use it you've got mail and the qwerty keyboard was designed to slow down the typing speed
2: You've got mail. I've missed one somewhere. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we got through it in the end. Thank you very much, Neil. That's a pleasure. Anyway, top 10 inventions of the modern world. And ladies and gentlemen, we have an expert with us tonight. Not only an expert, he's an author. He's one of our Patreon pals. He's a performer and a rock and roll ukuleleist. Please welcome the wonderful
3: John Collins go me
2: go me (laughs) go you indeed
3: how you doing john i'm doing all right i'm so excited about this (laughs) we're we're all gonna have exactly the same things aren't we i I don't know
2: see i don't know i'm i'm kind of hoping to sort of say what i've got and then sit back so you can give us an education tonight that's what i'm kind of hoping
3: Good luck with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We shall see. We shall see.
1: He, I I'm mean, sure like, there'll
2: be a few crossovers. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so you are an author.
3: Mm. What have you written? What kind of books have you written? Well, funnily enough, I've written one all about technology inventions. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> that, what a you? coincidence. But... Uh, no one wanted to publish it so it it never it never saw light of day so so this is possibly the cherry picking from that's going to be one of the <laughs> the, the, the main purposes of that book i knew i was put 5 years of my life into it for for some reason but i've also written books about music uh um a couple of uh, prog rock bands um i wrote books about uh i've worked with other musical artists and then i've written books about tech so security and um stuff and i've written a lovely children's book and i say it's a lovely children's book because it, it wasn't me that illustrated it uh so um uh, the, the illustrations are just gorgeous and the story just kind of runs along with that but so um, so yeah i can't stop writing
2: right and what and
3: i know you said that the inventions book hadn't been published but
2: have you had other stuff published
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've had uh, seven books published wow and from which i've learned that it's never fun. Oh, to right. Have a book published. Yeah, you, you you're never going to get rich unless you're, you know, you name it, J.K. Rowling, and um, things will always go wrong. And right. If you think self-publishing is just well, why not? I'll just go into that. Then uh, you see what publishers do, and you think, well, I could do all of that, which is horrible, and make all those mistakes, or I could work with the publisher. So, so that there's I. I, I'm delighted to have had lots of things published with lots of different publishers, Virgin Books, for example, uh, Wiley, um, uh, Virgin Books now part of uh, Random House, some independent publishers, Health Skelter, um, God rest his soul, Sean, lovely, lovely man, uh, and uh, uh, British Computer Society. So I've, I've kind of learned so much from the whole industry just from that and i've still got some great friendships there wonderful
2: so i'm sure we can we can put some links to some of your some of your uh work uh on the show notes if people want to buy I them. them
3: up oh, yeah. I, sh- I should have got yeah. a stack nicely
2: you should yeah you should have yes. done like like all the politicians <laughs> had in during uh during lockdown and had all these wonderful books strategically placed behind you shouldn't you that's what you
3: should have done if you see me kind of just go... Like, yeah, you're <laughs> just going to go and grab one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's fine. Anytime you want to do that, John, that's fine. But we'll put a couple of links in there if you want to send them to Basically. us, John, and we'll put them in there. No worries. Right. Now, Inventions of the Modern World, we did have a little cut off, and John did stipulate sort of post-industrial revolution. Before I say that, seven books. I haven't even read seven books in my life, so to write seven <laughs> books is amazing. Well done. Yes, yeah, awesome.
3: Um, that didn't sound patronising, did it? <laughs> if I could do I could tap you on the I head. Actually, well done. You know, cause I am a bit of a geek, let's face it. So right. I, I did actually count up all the words that I'd written in books and blogs and everything else, and no, that's no. not including reports for work, and given I, I write for work, so, right. so that's, that's my job. And it's what... Uh one point three million words I've written on wow. wow. stuff. Wow. So that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well
2: done. Well surely you should get a plaque for that or something. You know, if you get a million subscribers on YouTube, you get like a gold plaque. So you should get like a gold
3: mm, question mark think, or something.
2: You? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The
3: Lord yeah, of Letters should give you Maybe something. Maybe I've got one. Maybe where I used to live there's a little blue plaque <laughs> saying <laughs> Maybe thank god well he left be, <laughs> like <will> yeah. <laughs> don't tell him he'll come back
2: oh bless right let's get into the business of the day uh, inventions of the modern world so john kick us off with your number 10
3: well it's complicated you see okay. um so it, it it's more of a concept than a thing but it's a series of things and the invention of the modern world i went for was transmission my number 10 and uh, because i wanted to get in fiber optic cables i wanted to get in you know mobile and, and all that sort of thing but ultimately they all serve the same job which is getting information from one place to another and that's transformed everything i mean we i mean obvious we would not be doing this like this if it wasn't for all those uh you know Uh, fibers that are running under the streets and and so Mm. on and so forth but then how to make that work so i figured that was really really important and and then um all sorts of things have come out of that in terms of uh yeah remote sensing in terms of just uh our, our our ability to you can literally push a button in your front room and control something in you know Deepest, darkest Africa. It, it, it's um, it, it's crazily um, uh, easy, and you know, the, and it was only Deepest, darkest Africa because we didn't know anything about it back then. So the other thing that it's given us is the the notion he dug, uh, the notion that uh, it you know the, the world has got so much smaller. So yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, it's a, a wonderful thing, and there's been all kinds of inventors all along the way uh, to, to know what's happened. So that's my number one ten.
2: See this is I don't know about you Neil, and I don't again I don't know about you John, but the the hard thing I found about compiling my top ten is like I said in my in my um, introduction that like an iPhone wouldn't be there if it wasn't for a radio, a camera, and a mm-hmm. phone. It's just been amalgamated into one thing. So it's like what what do you do in regards to like I haven't got automobile in my in my top ten but I could easily put a Tesla in my top 10 because that's an amazing hmm. variation or a, what would you not know, it's not variation is it it's what it's evolved into so I find that hard with certain things because there are a couple of things in my in my top 10 that would go along with your transmission but they are more specific things if that makes sense neil is if you had the same
1: well exactly the same sort of thing i mean I, i've i found it difficult to think of modern inventions that you know that i wanted to talk about so what i i thought i'll do is use all the modern inventions that you are in my day-to-day life mm. that are, are beneficial to me but i mean i've got i mean the one i'm about to mention in a minute i think will link to what john's just said exactly so yeah it'll be interesting to see
2: yeah, because transmission, I think that's a, that's a really very a good way of of in a lot of stuff. Yeah, because you could put fibre optics in there, couldn't you, as an actual thing? Because it's amazing, and the fact that it's all of these things are either in our airwaves or under the ground, making us or helping us communicate. They're, they're
3: modern wonders, which is exactly what we're talking about. So nice. I, I've got an interesting fact around transmission. This is what you're here for, John. This I is I it. <laughs> interesting fact. So there, there was a lady called Hedy Lamarr, who's a famous, uh, very, very famous Austrian born uh American film actress. And uh in the war, uh she uh worked out how to disguise torpedoes uh from you know when you're when you're communicating with torpedoes with a form of frequency hopping. So what it does is the transmitter and the receiver both decide to change frequency to another frequency, and they do that often, and then you can't follow the signal. Um, and particularly if, you, if you're if you trying to find the signal, you won't. Uh, if, if you already know where it is. I don't know quite how it works. But uh, she then patented that, and without that, uh, this Hollywood actress, without this Hollywood actress having worked that out, we would not have Wi-Fi because that is an essential yeah um elements and it it just makes the same point really it's crazy that it's uh, there's loads of little stories all the way along you know um and there's loads of also I i think interestingly a friend of mine uh was writing a book about this uh there's loads of people that we think are the inventors yeah and then there's the people that actually did the inventing right, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it depends who, who invents. So, uh, Hedy, for example, she managed to get a patent, but then the patent ran out and, and no one's heard of her. So, uh, it, it, it's constantly like that. It's Marconi's mate, you know, who actually mm. did all the, all, all the clever stuff and, and so on. So, uh, it's full of fraudulent claims. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the, the tech industry is pretty much uh rife with that kind of you know pa- patent fraud and, and so on and so forth.
2: Well there you, there go. you go John you you've oh. you, you've paid for your fee not not that you're getting a fee uh but if uh, badge. you badge know, oh, sure. I <laughs> your badge, badge. <laughs> yeah. you should do. Go on then Neil you're number 10. So it links
1: into what John says it's a part of um, transmission. It's podcasts. The the invention of um Oh you look shocked John. Oh here we are. Well, yes. I like what you did there. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um I it's an, it's the new way of listening to programs isn't it? You know you don't have to worry about your radio or catch up radio. You can it's 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 like your TV streaming. You can basically listen to what you want when you want and how you want. And it's it's a it's a it's it's a, a medium that I'm utilizing again. I sort of fell out of love with it a bit last year and fell into love with it again then this year. And I love it. I mean, obviously, it's a platform where we do this show and we hopefully entertain the masses with this one. But there's there's something for everyone there. And I like that variety. I like to be able to, if I want to learn from a podcast, I can learn if I want to, you know, find out all sorts of things. It's there and it's there for you and great interviews and everything. But it's the, it's the way radio has gone, I think, or going or will be gone for good to that.
2: Mm. I also think, though, it's a lot like, music these days as well isn't it everybody's doing it there is no particular quality control no in it as well so you have good podcasts but you have bad podcasts present
3: company accepted of course
2: (laughs) (laughs) but it is it's like you know and especially with things like with covid and that everybody decided to start a podcast so it's like the 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 well just
3: gets bigger and bigger and bigger and um Mm. It's possibly not a coincidence that you fell out of love with it, Neil. It was—I mean—and the trouble was when everything was remote. Funnily enough, no one wanted to do remote stuff. It's only once you're out yeah, you and you can smell, you you can chat to people normally that you go, "Oh, look, radio." That's good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you yeah.
1: Right. It was it was a strange thing last year. It wasn't the recording. I enjoyed recording them. I just fell out of like love listening. All my favourite podcasts, I sort of stopped. It almost
2: yeah. I, I have the same thing because mm. I listen to them every day at work, and and I find it hard to be motivated to listen to podcasts now. Yeah, I tend to listen to radio a lot more, which I never used to do. So mm. it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? It is. I wonder if swings and roundabouts will be on there. <laughs> <laughs> quick, <laughs> quick, <laughs> no, quick! <add. laughs> okay, so we've had transmission, we've had podcasts. So obviously, my number ten is Velcro. Now, the one thing I love about Velcro (laughs) um, is just I'm fascinated with something that is so simple, but so effective. I mean, a bit like me, you know, it's very simple, but very effective. And I am constantly, it's the same as like popping the bubble wrap. If I have a bit about Velcro, you need to buy me anything for Christmas. Just get me some Velcro, and I can just keep like ripping it apart and sticking it together, and ripping it apart and sticking it together. 1955, I believe, was the year that it was uh, that it was uh, invented. And I've got George de Mestral. Does that sound right to you, John?
3: George de Mestral. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that's true. Thank yeah. you very much, John. Actually, it was his mate. Um, I was going to say it's probably his
2: mate. <laughs> it was probably George's mate
4: that
2: uh, that did it. But for me, it's one of those things that's a very it's very simple, but a, one a, a perfect thing. You know, it does what it needs to do. Have you fallen out of love with your laces
1: on your shoes now, Pav?
2: <laughs> Why? Oh, I mean, I, I don't yeah. mind laces on the shoes, but I was going to say Velcro. you now got Velcro. Um, shoes? I, it's just there's there's something about Velcro and the fact that they used it on nasa missions to space it's so strong isn't it you got a—I
3: i mean well you can get a velcro wall can't you exactly yeah.
2: haven't tried that no i wouldn't either i wouldn't ever i wouldn't it always reminds me of the um oh god what was the advert of the guy that got pasted to the wall oh no nails or whatever it, was. it wasn't no nails no. was it it was um loctite or something like that yeah remember, remember that maybe. john Mm. And, then, and then the big board got hoisted up by a helicopter, and there was a guy in like an overall stuck to this board. And it was, I don't know if it was a Loctite or it's some kind of wallpaper paste. <laughs> you still have nightmares. I still have nightmares because I, whenever I see anybody do that Velcro wall thing, it just reminds because they always seem to land sprawled on there like that. And I think that's <laughs> just like the guy, and he's going to be hoisted up in the sky in a minute.
3: Yeah, they had okay. to make that six times because the other five. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Go on then, John. You're number nine. Okay, well, it's had a mention already, uh, and it's sanitation. So um, we kind of look at old age being a kind of, uh, you know, constantly increasing and so on and so forth, but the real leap in health improvement was just flushing stuff away. Mm. Simple as that. And uh, so who did you say was the, the inventor of the uh, the flushing toilet?
1: Neil. So. Uh, let me just grab my notes. Uh, the modern toilet was um, 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 Joseph Brahma. Oh,
3: there you go. The man so we do going the for a Brahm, do we?
4: <laughs> and modern toilet. There
3: we are. <laughs> oh, I've had a bit of a Brahm day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm dying for a Brahm. I'm dying for a Brahm. <laughs> yeah. But funnily enough, uh, Thomas Crapper, uh, who uh, had his uh, toilet shop in London and was... At, great inventor of all kinds of he he made the the whole notion of kind of flushing toilets sanitary uh and people therefore wanted to adopt them but the word crap did exist before uh thomas crapper it was the americans coming over because we we'd stopped using it and you know, um but the americans coming over in the war thought it was hilarious that all of our toilets said crapper on them right so right so these that's where the the linkage between the word crap and crapper came about. Okay. Yeah. Interesting fact See what on... I mean? We don't need to say anything. Bad. We don't we need just to say anything. To
1: this. John is the man.
2: John is the man. Thank you very much for the crapper facts there, John. Thank yeah. you. I made it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Because this it's is like now. this is like an extra long version of call my bluff. I don't, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to ask at the end and say right now which one did you make up and which one were true. As far as I'm concerned, they're all true. That's fine. Um, uh, fantastic, that one. Okay, Neil, your number nine, then please.
1: So, like I said, things that I use every day, and it's my electric toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple as that. I know it's a basic thing, but I love it. I feel lost without it. So if I go away and pack a normal. Stand alone, hold yourself and do it yourself toothbrush i don't feel i've orally hygiened myself enough um so yeah it's, it's a godsend to me and especially with the different heads where you can use it to get between your teeth and everything like that dental hygiene has never been so easy
2: <laughs> yeah see i don't i don't i i, I don't trust electric toothbrushes Really? Because it doesn't feel like you're doing any work if you're,
3: well, you're doing not. That's it the physically. Whole joy of it. Yeah, but if you do it for physi- money and you know didn't didn't come back, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's just <laughs> like if, if you're doing it physically, you feel like you're putting the work in, so you're doing stuff. When you're just holding it there, it feels like it's not doing anything.
1: Well, you don't just hold it, do you? You still got to move it around your mouth, otherwise, yeah. only one tooth a day
2: is getting cleaned. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, <laughs> is like,
3: it's like I think it's the physical movement that you feel like you're doing something. I mean, it, it starts the exercise routine, doesn't it? You know, that cold kind of, yeah. And then, yeah. You're ready, and then you know, marathon can just take on, take on the world. It's, yeah. Whereas if yeah. you just do that, there's nothing, I mean.
2: It just feels like you're not getting any arm movement or any motion at all. Well,
1: I can assure you my arm definitely moves when I clean my teeth. Maybe. Okay. I
2: mean, I'm not saying that you're just cleaning one tooth at a time. Okay, my number nine is the silicon chip. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know much about American chips. I just uh it was Robert Noyce uh in 1959 I believe. Um was it but, now. But so was it. That's what I wanted to ask, John. Because <laughs> oh. I've got all of my all, all of my um research is just straight off of Google. It's nothing that I know myself. So as you were saying earlier on, all of the stuff that I've got written against my choices could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. So the silicon chip, John. No, no, keep going, keep going. Tell us more.
3: <laughs> Tell us more about the well, silicon chip. Well, the
2: silicon chip is yes, found please. apparently in Silicon Valley. That's where you get them from. And I think they grow on trees and um, and they harvest them every jew I think it is. Uh, I, th- I think that's right. I think you are find that's right, John. Is that right? And that's all I have to say about silicon chips. <laughs> uh, so, uh, your number eight,
3: then, please, John. Well, funnily enough, it's silicon chips. No. Yes. Well, well, hello. Nearly. Oh, right. Okay. Close enough. Because, like with transmission, I thought, well, it... Silicon chips just continued the theme, because before that we had valve computers, and before that we had um, physical computers uh, made with cogs, believe it or not. The word computer was actually uh, first used to describe the person that operated the machine, the the one that did the computing as opposed to the machine doing the computing. Right, right, okay. okay so uh so there you go like a, a typewriter would be someone that wrote type for example <laughs> uh but i i thought with sil- with silicon chips i mean the uh the person who was reputed to have first actually come up with the concept was believe it or not a chap called dummer jeffrey dummer originally from yorkshire and the uh, mod rejected his ideas and said now nah, we don't want to do any of that stupid stuff what's wrong with valves so um so he lost out but uh then uh it was intel really the company that uh um, took this thing on and said oh well we can do something with this and jeffrey moore who was long time you know senior person at intel came up with this uh theory that the number of transistors on a silicon chip would double every two years and it was happening so fast he changed it to it'll double every 18 months and that pretty much for 30 years the number of chips on a um uh, sorry the number of transistors on a chip doubled every every 30 years by squashing them down smaller and uh and by making the chips bigger and so on and so forth so so uh, we've now kind of run out of that um uh, i think we're still getting more um, transistors on a chip but clock speeds have stayed pretty much the, the same so the amount of um, instructions that you can run per second is based on the clock speed and they can't make them any faster because it's literally it's on it's off it's on it's off like that mm. uh, and there's only so fast you can make that one essentially uh, a silicon computer is all based on transistors uh, which uh, a transistor is literally a switch Mm. You put electricity into the side of it and that allows electricity to go from one end to the other. And uh, we use them also in uh, amplifiers. So if you turn up your stereo, you're literally putting more electricity into the the side of a tra- big transistor and it's allowing more flow. So so that's how we control an amp. Uh, so you can use that concept for digital light. Kind of so much power means it goes on. An optical computer does the same with light. So uh, mm. you, you can shine a light so much light in one direction it allows more light to go in another direction, and so on and uh the advantage there is everything happens at the speed of light so um uh that's uh, jolly fast really whereas electricity uh does have a lag on it and uh, it can only be increased so far uh so uh, optical computers are literally little glass things mm. little glass switches tiny 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 glass switches uh and then quantum computers it all goes a bit woo-woo so um how to explain quantum computers in um essentially the way that subatomic particles interact is not normal it's not what we see as i thought that normal things I must have happened so for example Uh, You can have two particles. I mean, it's a bit like this podcast. The way things interact is not normal. Uh, But you can have have two particles on the other side of the world from each other. And if you wiggle one, then the particle on the other side of the world will pick up a wiggle. Um, So you you can do all kinds. There's kind of this this stuff going on that we don't fully understand. But we are able to uh, harness that or we're trying to harness that and um whereas with normal computers they tend to be even though you can run lots of things in parallel they're still very linear running lots of things in parallel on a on a normal computer is like giving a you know breaking a job up into 100 bits and giving each of each bit to someone mm. and then they all go off and do their bit and then they all bit back together at the end so uh that's parallelism whereas a quantum computer you don't have to break it up you just go do all the things and it goes ah. And comes out with answers it's all very uh esoteric uh but that's why um they're really worried about cryptography because at the moment when you encrypt something like a password or something or even uh yeah whatsapp call is encrypted or whatever uh it's really really hard to decrypt you need a big computer to do it whereas quantum computers can just kind of go eh, yeah yeah uh, and just do it like that because they can do a, th- a squillion things at once mm. um but at the moment it has to be done with liquid nitrogen and you can, you know, they, they, they prove the concept They they know this stuff works, but they're a long way from turning it into something every day, every day. You know, you're not going to have a constant computer in your basement no. unless you're in so, a very, very, very cold, big basement and you're James Bond's uh, nemesis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so is the future of,
3: of computers
2: and that how fast they can go as opposed to how big they can be?
4: Or is it both, um,
3: or is it neither? Or is it neither? <laughs> mm. I mean, so so that I guess the future of computers—and this isn't in my list, by the way—but uh, um, is they talk about the singularity, right. where computers achieve the ability to be as smart as humans, mm. uh, and every time that computers do stupid stuff i think well that's put the singularity off for a decade then I think right. um because the way that the brain works is again multi-path it may even have some quantum stuff going on in the brain there's loads we don't understand in the brain yet mm. when birds migrate for example they head in the right direction through fog and cloud and so on and they've got no and there's there's stuff going on that we don't fully mm-hmm. really understand that's happening in, in, in our heads, in our optical nerves, et cetera, and it all adds up. Uh, and so computers have got a long way to go to get there. But what they're saying about the quantum stuff is that enables this kind of massively complex network of synapses like we have in our heads to happen. So it could bring um, certainly uh, Terminator 5, a bit closer to happening, <laughs> Sky, Skynet. Oh, um, I mean, the trouble with um who, who said this? Uh, Kranzberg had a law. He said, uh, "Technology is neither good nor bad, nor is it indifferent." And the trouble with everything we talk about computers and in, in the cool in the industry, everyone drinks the Kool Aid and says, uh, "Oh, it's all going to be great." Uh, but in reality, really bad things happen every single time. Uh, and uh, so uh, we could the the notion of Skynet run by an advertising company, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, would you? So no, 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 <laughs> no. Kind of, uh, so, cyborgs uh, controlling us and getting us to buy baked beans of a certain brand. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. No, I would have no shot whatsoever. Anyway, no. that's my number eight. So, um, and it all happens with some silicon and some other stuff, which I'll get back to. Okay, wonderful. Uh,
2: Neil, your number eight, please. So
1: I'm not going to be able to give you as uh, a complex answer as John just gave us, but it's contactless. And this is basically Please. something that I use day in, day out, because it's a saviour for me, because I am the world's worst at forgetting my PIN numbers. Like, I'm terrible. I've locked my card that many times that contactless has now become an absolute joy. And the, uh, I, well, the Apple Pay on my phone is even better because that doesn't require me to put a pin in after 10 days so that's why i think it's a wonderful invention
2: and now you can do it on your watch and all of that kind of stuff as well yeah i've
1: still got the old-fashioned watch i'm afraid Ah, i'm still i'm still behind the times but i've got the phone that does it just
2: yeah here comes the cats by the way don't worry don't worry, I've got my dogs barking out, the, out there, which I'm going to have to sort out in a minute as well. Everything's going wonderful in this episode, I <laughs> <have> to say. <laughs> We're joined by animals. It's like We're joined a by animals. to do little is here. Indeed, indeed, yes. I mean, yes, contactless is definitely... Now, that's probably sound really stupid. Is that due to wireless? Is that how that works? Well... I'm
3: glad you asked. Uh, so, <laughs> um, a, a friend of mine, he works for uh, Ingenico, which is one of the contactless companies. So he's trialling the ring. Oh, which really cool! Just for the sheer hell of just going.
2: Eh. Yeah,
4: you know. Mm.
3: Um, I guess it would very quickly, like, you know, having done it once, you kind of go, "Yeah, I got that now." So, yeah. Uh, but it, it's based on uh, RFID, which is the same technology that you. Uh, if you try and leg it from uh, Primark uh, with a handful of cheap T-shirts, uh, the machine goes off. Um, right. So it's essentially a wireless um, uh, device. So the the ones on, if you get one of those weird things in the remember CDs in a CD or in a yeah. book or or whatever, uh, that's passive. So it 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 echoes. So the thing on the door will fire a wireless signal and it'll get a bounce back and say, I'm here, don't steal me. Um, whereas the, the one on the iPhone is is active. It's, it's actually a transmitter. And the great thing about it is uh, if you use your f- um, card to do the contactless, it uses the same token every time. Um, so it's less secure. Whereas if you use your Apple Pay, it generates a new token that is unique to that transaction. Which makes it very, very hard to spoof. Right now,
2: is that what cause there, there are some scammers that sort of stand next to you and can read your card. Isn't that?
3: I've heard of that, and I think you know it's one of those. I don't know if the bigger scam is getting you to buy the lead wallets.
4: Yes, yes,
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> Ooh, who <laughs> yeah.
2: knows? Because <laughs> that's that's the thing, isn't it? Is is that the problem, or is the problem people trying
3: to buy you, uh, sell you lead wallets? <laughs> And then you need a web, lead, uh, I can't even say that. A lead wallet management system. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. And then so, not worry about having to have children because you, you you fried your knackers off with. with I mean, issue. we should have had uh, the first one of all of this, should have been snake oil, shouldn't it? The, it should have been. Top of the list. Well, that actually <laughs> is my number four. No, I'm only joking,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, my number eight is the X ray because things like anything that's sort of a medical I've I'm fascinated with because it's things that have moved on with time um and something well I over the last few years I've had more hospital visits than I had in the rest of my life all put together but I've never broke well touch wood I've never broken a bone in my body I've I've had a couple of x-rays done where I've sort of dislocated a finger and things like that but I've never broken a bone in my body but I'm fascinated with just how X-rays work. And I think as an as a as an invention, as a way of looking inside somebody. I suppose you can make it MRIs and put that all as the, as the same thing. And I've had MRIs on my kidney when I've had troubles over the last couple of years. Just, I'm just fascinated when you look at like when the last time a couple of well, about a month ago, when I went and had my kidney test. And they said, Oh, this is your, there's where your stone was right there. And I'm thinking, God, that's inside me. Mm. I'm looking in, that's my kidney. That is freaky, absolutely freaky, but an amazing invention.
3: Facts, please, John. (laughs) it, it, It always alarms me when you're at the dentist and they go, Right, we're just going to do an x ray. And then they all, they put something in your mouth and then they scarper. I guess that. <laughs> yeah. that can't be right. No, can could... we do another X-ray? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: We're like... just going to surround your body with all these um, really, really menacing waves of something we don't know what it is, but we're not going to stay in the same room as you. I
3: have no interesting facts, but I do have a pro tip on uh, on X-rays, which is if you're going through airport security and you've got uh, one of those battery packs for your phone. Uh, don't just throw it in your bag, wrap the wire around it, and chuck it in because it looks like a bomb. Oh right, <laughs> oh, right yeah. you'll get it stopped. You'll get the. If you get the, you know, that like, sounds to me
2: like you're saying that out of uh, something that happened. No, to I, you. I didn't get the.
3: Uh, oh right, but, but yeah, it was just like the. Oh thank God, it's a battery pack. It wasn't you know, for one for trying though, John, was it? <laughs> yeah. You had six battery packs in your in your bag. <laughs> yeah, just <that's> right. <laughs> so I went through again and, yeah, just, and again. <laughs>
2: Yes. Come on, what have I got to do? I've got my own gloves and everything. <laughs> uh, right then, John,
3: um, you're number seven then, please. Uh, right. Well, interestingly, um, it was uh, something that has been mentioned before, and then something else was mentioned before, and I thought, well, maybe I could do a switch. Oh.
4: Uh,
3: so Because I don't like it, but it's a true groundbreaking, world-changing invention, which is the Kalashnikov. Oh, uh, right. and just the, or prior to that just the ability to automate the firing of bullets mm. uh with the the one that rotates whatever it's called um gatling gun, uh, gatling gun. The, the gatling gu- the gatling gun was the big invention that i was that i was thinking of that i have written about before and i forgot to look it up uh but that changed the whole nature of war um made it much more destructive etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's not very nice to dwell on so um uh uh, I thought I'd just give a mention an interesting fact about the lawnmower.
2: Of course,
3: yeah, which Vlasnikov so, to lawnmower. So, so sod the Gatling gun. Let's yeah. go, let's go for the lawnmower. So it was in fact invented in Stroud, uh, which so it's got local local heritage. Wow. And um, so, interestingly, did you know? Because uh well, obviously you're you're up in the the, the kind of the, the upper cotswolds, uh, and I'm now down in the lower cotswolds. So the upper cotswolds was where all the wool merchants lived and they they got all the money. And uh down here where all the mills are, uh they made they made all the, the woolen cloth and so on and so forth. And back then and still now, they use teasels to uh to bring up the weft from from the, the the cloth which then you slice off and that's how you get a lovely billiard table um uh or you know nice woollen suits or whatever it's because the weft's been lifted up with teasels and then chopped off and that used to be a skilled trade you used to you know have a bloke with a knife that could could, could do that and then in the advent of machinery uh uh these poor chaps were were really worried because um uh, they, they brought in, rather than just a bloke with a knife, they brought in this system of spinning knives uh, that could then, you just run the cloth through it, lower it onto it, and then you'd chop off all the bits that the Teasel had raised, uh, and so that they were kind of out of a job. And then there was a guy called uh, Budding. Uh, uh, so Mr. Budding was a, a, a bit of an inventor, and he looked at this and he thought, Oh, really? there's something else I could do with. That. can I have, can I borrow one of those? So he takes one of these spinning knifey things, these huge long ones, take gets a small section of it, flips it, sticks a handle on it, and invents the world's first lawnmower. Oh,
4: there Wow. You there you so
3: go. So he was a, he was a budding inventor, you could say He was literally that um, and the only reason I wouldn't say that is because that is a terrible. Joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but again, what other podcasts would you get the words teasel and weft? In the same sentence, Mm. I mean, what a great couple of words that is. (laughs) Teasels and weft. Weft. Me. Sounds like another one of those sort of um, like
1: um, crime dramas, you know, where the Teasel and Weft detective. (laughs) (laughs) Detective Detective partnerships.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A dodgy firm of solicitors, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dave Teasel and he's Andy
3: Weft. <laughs> with Teasel and Weft. Oh, it's what's it? What's it? Um, uh, Daziel and Pasco. Yes, there you yeah. go. It's, oh, I've the, got a it's, and it's the upper
2: and lower Cotswolds versions of Daziel and Pasco. So, just to clarify, uh, your number seven. That's my new folk lawnmower? band. Is it lawnmower or Kalashnikov? Which is the one you're going for?
3: I'm going for lawnmower because you're I going think for lawnmower. needs to be a lovely place with nicely tended. Uh, Mm, squares of grass
2: No, and Mm. I suppose if you could if you
3: lie down on the ground you could still cut your grass with a Kalashnikov couldn't you you could and I'm sure that if you lay down on the ground you could do a lot of damage with a lawnmower yeah yeah anybody's seen the happening was it
2: the happening no what was the, the M. Night Shyamalan that was the happening. The happening yeah. yeah, a terrible movie. But somebody dies exactly that way. Oh. Did they? Yes. I have not seen that. And now yeah. I won't. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't no, either. Yeah, I, I was going
1: to say you will regret seeing yes. that movie. Uh, go on then, Nilton, number seven. So mine's really highbrow this invention. It's the pot noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, And this is a lifesaver for me because um, now my son's off at uni and doing all his bits. I seem to be back and forth, finishing work and not having time to cook something proper. And I've become a real lover of the different pot noodles there are. And I think it's a great invention because it's so easy to, well, it's obviously was invented probably in Japan or China or somewhere like that with their quick noodles. But yeah, I'm a huge fan. Original curry all the way. Yeah, you can't
3: you can't be the I'm actually um I mean why bother with expensive pot noodles when you can get the 15p one with a little kind of packet of uh spice um, A little
2: sachet, yeah. Yeah, with
3: mm-hmm. a yeah, with the label that you can't read. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Love it. And, Convenience. And, and, and behind that is freeze drying, of course, which is a, an amazingly complex process, which I know nothing about. Wow. Well, there we are. We stump you, stumped the expert there, Neil.
2: I know, highbrow I am. Highbrow. Indeed, in highbrow with pot noodle. There yeah. you go. Just add water. Okay, uh, my number seven, uh, which has got lots of water added to it, is a washing machine. Now, there are, you can put washing machine in with a dishwasher and tumble dryer. All these things that make life easier. You know, because back in the old days where you'd be washing it with a, what was the thing? The, the washboard, obviously. And they were doing it on a rock back in, the, back in the old days, taking your stuff down to the river. Uh, but a washing machine is not just an amazing invention that makes things easier. It's when they go wrong, they're a pain in the ass. Like if they get blocked, they're just a pain in the ass to fix. And then nothing but a pain in the ass. Then you're doing nothing but complaining about them. But when they work, they're amazing. And they're amazing things. Uh thoughts? I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> I broke one. Oh, oh my rock and roll. Uh,
3: well, no, that's not fair. Uh so um uh because we had uh, a washing machine um cylinder fire pit. <gasps> oh, a great my. reuse job for a washing machine cylinder is is to make, use it as fire pit and our washing machine broke and it was rattling around and uh so i thought i'll make a fire pit so i had uh a lot of um i'd call it fun but have you tried ripping apart a metal box with your bare hands <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's flipping dangerous i'll say <laughs> that it's and uh then i so i i finally managed to get the, the cylinder thing out of it but it's out of the metal box but then it's the cylinders in a sealed plastic box oh, which right. i then had to smash apart and i finally managed to smash apart the, the the plastic box and got the cylinder out and found that the entire mechanism that was holding the cylinder onto the back wheel that spins around uh had rotted the metal had rotted and so there was literally nothing enabling this thing to spin around. Um and that's kind of the end of the story. It's not a was, great it story. was it therapeutic? Was it therapeutic
2: though to smash? Well,
3: the open. irony was having them worked through that over several weeks of uh, trying to get this thing open, I then ended up with a washing machine fire pit. And then I realized we have a washing machine fire pit. <laughs> so I had no use for it whatsoever. <laughs> I could have just taken the whole thing to another event. But there is a, a happy ending. Um, which is that I put it on eBay and then someone bought it, not for very much, but they said, this is the best thing you can use for washing gravel. Really? So how versatile is that? Yeah. Well, there you I go. Know.
1: I mean, it's been a while since I've washed gravel. but Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, it's not something, it, but when you need to do it. Yeah. It's I mean, up can there you now, get the I kit? know now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean
2: is it's, it's gone. educational. Yes. I suppose you could you could mine mine for gold with it as well, then, could you? You could, but the gold might all fall out of the holes. I was, was gonna say, that. yeah, they have to mean really big bits of gold, mm. and that, that's not gonna work. No. Okay, that's fine. We'll 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 just leave it to washing gravel. I think that's the that's the thing for it. Uh right, John, you're number six then, please.
3: Oh goodness gracious. So um actually, um, It's another one of those mashups, and we're post-Industrial Revolution, so uh, I'm going to go for, because there's two things before the Industrial Revolution, I'm going to go for the wax cylinder. Okay. Upon which we first recorded music. Back in the day, we we had uh, in Japan the, the wooden blocks, and in China, and they were printing stuff that way and then we went through gutenberg and everything else they're all ways of recording information and uh so the one i'm going to touch upon is the the cylinder which finally gave us a way for it i mean i could have put photography as well it's all these fascinating different ways we've had of capturing information right up to present day and the ability to store so much that we've got uh and then index it and so on i i uh, back it back when i was uh a junior consultant at an IT company, uh, I was asked to put an information management strategy together. It sounds really boring, so bear with me. Um, <laughs> and I thought, wow, what a great job. I'm so excited. <laughs> information management strategy. So I read all the books. I yeah, kind of interviewed people. I said, what do you need? And so on and so forth. I wrote a report. I was so proud of myself. Put it all together. And I said, yeah, you need a process. And you need a, you need a, an index. And you need a uh, 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 all, um Place to store the stuff, and, and I put the report together, and I gave it to the customer, and they went, "Yeah, that's really great. Thank you very much." And got on with my life. And yeah, I looked at it about three years later as you doing it, looking for old stuff, and I thought, like, "Oh, great! I reinvented the library." <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> well <it. laughs> done, me. <laughs> literally what I've done. You know, the ancient Egyptians knew all that stuff. You need an index. You need a you know. It's like shelving. No you know it it was so uh so yeah but our ability to to store information is phenomenal and of course you know if we go on the musical theme uh the the ability to then uh to your point about podcasts neil about you know uh anyone can now in their bedroom um is the standard place that people talk about recording probably because the acoustics are really great. Mm. Uh you know, you've got all that dampening uh duvet kind of stuff going on. Um but any anybody can now get onto uh garage band or you know uh, any you know fruity loops or whatever and and, and create music which is fantastic and some mm. hugely successful music coming out of that as well. Uh and there you go. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was just trying to look. Yeah, no, no, I was looking to see if I've got anything, because obviously you've got the radiogram and phonogram and all the kinds of stuff that that lead on then to iPod, and mm. it's one of those yeah. things where it's, everybody is on the shoulders of the people before making it slightly better and a little bit better and a little bit better, and it just... And it's frozen interesting
3: frozen. how, um, I mean, the, the, the kind of vinyl uh, resurgence is fascinating, because... Really interestingly, analog recording is still the highest quality mm. because it loses nothing mm. uh, as long as it's yeah you know, on decent quality vinyl. So yeah, I'm not a vinyl junkie. I, I, I've got literally two albums, <laughs> and it took you that long to count them, then John. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be absolutely sure. It's actually I've got one. I I kept my first ever album. Can we ask what it is? It is Electric Light Orchestra and Discovery. Oh, there you go. That was I got it Classic for Christmas stuff. one year when it came out, and uh, so I just I couldn't get rid of that one. No, yeah,
2: absolutely Well, that was the thing with CDs. I can always remember when they were saying how crystal clear sound and you can eat your breakfast off of the discs and all that stuff. And then after a couple of years, people would start putting that... Ch- sound on the start of their records which is that was what you used to have with vinyl and i thought well, what well you're always hankering for the old stuff even though how wonderful clear the screen is and hd and 4k mm-hmm. and and then people will start putting old style video
3: effects on their videos you know to make mm-hmm. it look like vhs and there's some there's something about uh getting a record out of the sleeve and the whole right. process, it's a bit, like I'm sure it's related, that if you play music, I mean, uh, if you play music when you're eating, if you have people around for a meal or, or whatever, or you just kind of want a nice evening, putting music on makes it taste better, psychologically proven. Oh, right. And I'm sure that, you know, just sitting down the whole experience of opening the gatefold sleeve, looking mm. at the stuff. We've said that before, it, haven't we, Neil? you just listen yeah. better. Yeah. I'm. Sure, I'm confident of it.
2: It's an experience. Yeah. and then reading the reading the lyrics on the inner sleeve and all that stuff, which is you don't sick. get anymore. Yeah, you don't get anymore. Uh got the nil number six.
1: So I've talked about inventions that I like to make my life easier, and uh, in my alter ego, I drive for a living. And uh, the reversing are you ca- Batman? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Wow! Um, it's the reversing camera on a car, and I will I will expand this to all cameras on the car. Obviously, um, it can help police with investigations and accidents and everything like that. But more importantly, when I'm bo- driving a big bulky vehicle. I can see where the bloody hell I'm going now when I'm reversing. And clearly, because obviously the first incarnations of these were, you might as well have just stuck your head out the window. It was a lot clearer to see. Um, And it is really, really stopped um, within the fleet of where I work and the delivery people. The amount of accidents that have happened have reduced dramatically because people can now see what they're doing. And I think it's a godsend for my job and probably for other people in their cars and everything like that. So it's quite a modern thing, isn't it? I suppose these cameras on the cars now, but it's, it's a godsend to me. It really
2: is. And also the chance of getting a viral TikTok as well, if you're recording, Um, you know, it's always... Handy. A viral what? TikTok. Viral TikTok, granddad, come on. Yeah, I've Jesus. heard of TikTok. I
1: just, yeah. <laughs> but why would you get a viral TikTok out of your well, so you card?
2: You might run someone over or so uh, you, you might see something. That sorry, you I'm a bit quickly... slow
1: on these things. Yeah, I yeah, get it. I me, get it. I mean, I've been like, really upset with like you like the you... last
2: few weeks. You didn't know what a tramp stamp was, for goodness sake. No, I had say. no idea what
1: And now was. you don't know
2: what TikTok is.
1: Well, I know what TikTok is. I just wonder what it had to do with
2: a reversing camera. <laughs> and but now you, I get it. You might see a ghost or something like that, you know. Oh, we've gone
4: again. He's back.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All I heard was just above the bum. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) We were talking about great inventions.
2: (laughs) I thought, what are they talking Um, about when I'm not there? (laughs) Just above the bum, John. Just between (laughs) me and Neil. Yeah, Yeah. that's... Obviously. Um, Okay,
3: right. so. So...
1: a life, a lifesaver for my uh, my job, basically. But it is proven to be very, very useful for other people in their motor vehicles. I system. have to Indeed. say,
3: um, I'm. I before I got the van, I didn't have uh, reversing uh, sensors, mm. and I thought, yeah, it's like Yeah, why would you possibly want them? But it's been very handy on <laughs> <Yeah>. various <laughs> occasions. Very <laughs> much. <is. laughs> yeah. <You> know, it's, <laughs>
2: yeah. It's very handy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) i'm gonna have fun editing this episode with all the stops and starts but i'm keeping that little sound clip of you saying just above the bum john (laughs) 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 i'm keeping that bit in with no context whatsoever audience will never know they will never nobody will never know indeed indeed uh my number six is quite simply the world wide web um for all its ills and for all its goods again we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for it now, John, you look surprised then. I'm just... Why didn't I put that on my list? Yeah, I no, mean, you, 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 <laughs> you have. You oh, got, God, must have it on your list. You've got it on your list. It must be your list. I name. have
3: not. I have
2: not. <laughs> You've not? Oh, well. No. Yeah, mainly, I mean, look, it's obviously a, there's, there's a lot of ills when it comes... Now, what's the difference... John, you'll be able to answer this. What's the
3: difference between the World Wide Web and the internet? Well, I'm glad you asked. Wonderful. So the internet... Um, Essentially is based on the Internet Protocol, which is a way of transmitting data. So uh you don't need to worry about what it is, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So okay. what you can do with the internet, <laughs> uh, the internet protocol sends data between computers as packets. So it's literally like and, and it's happening literally with this recording. Everything that we do is being chopped up into little sections and then sent off. To a place in what it could be called the cloud, uh, and uh, and then all joined up again. And then, in order to get to your computers, it gets all chopped up again, and then sent off to your computers, and then put back together again. And it's what's called a uh, unreliable protocol. So uh, it doesn't guarantee that the packets are going to get there. It's just that if the packet doesn't get there and it doesn't get a response, it it'll send it again. Uh, so um, ultimately. There's a lot of kind of uh, hope, but we've we've found that you know the 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 world of everyone using tech has found that that's sufficient. That you know, you might uh, when you I mean even you locking up is a bigger problem than uh, you know, a, a little packet getting lost. You might get a little glitch from time to time, but so that's the inter, that's the internet protocol upon which the internet is based, and it was uh, designed by a guy called Vint Cerf, which is the most fantastic name. He's still around. Uh, and it was designed for the US military, but then the ac- academia started picking up on it and using it for... Is that where surfing activities. the internet comes from? I'd never thought of that. <laughs> no. Oh, right. <laughs> what a great thought. No, it's C-E-R-F. Right. Uh, so, Vin... Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, <my> god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
5: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow!
2: Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah! And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
5: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
3: Uh, So uh, so that's the internet. And then the World Wide Web was, uh, what's his name, wasn't it? But CERN. Yeah, and not certain, name, the, the no. Swiss place, the British guy um, uh, who uh, he used a concept it's essentially hypertext, uh, so clicking on a link thing right uh, that then you can go from one document to another document by clicking on a link, and hypertext was kind of half invented by Apple uh, as just a way of navigating between text documents uh and uh so oh what's he called now world wide web chat um i you know, know. It, i didn't um, write i i think i did come on, you, you look it up um, but uh yeah he's been um he's been very vocal about you know uh, having um internet rights and that sort of thing um and his name's temporarily escaped me but he he worked out uh, two oh, things he worked out a design for that document uh which is a uh, the uh, html hypertext markup language and he worked out a protocol which runs on top of the internet protocol called the uh http hypertext transmission protocol so when you do http colon slash slash thing then it's just another protocol so when we use email for example that uses smtp right so they've all got different ways different ways of transmitting so smtp is simple messaging transmission protocol for example uh and uh, so that's the difference. One's, one's running over the top of the other.
2: I'm glad I asked the question. I'm glad I asked the question. Right then, John, you're number five, please.
3: Oh, right then. Okay, so um, now I might switch that for number four because since that you've just mentioned the internet, I'm going to switch my four and five and go for social media. Okay. There you go. Okay because uh social media has had an absolutely astonishingly dramatic effect on everything that we do uh on celebrity culture on world politics on uh ability to communicate with each other etc there's some good stuff that's come out of it some horrible stuff that's come out of it um etc so not much to add because we're all using it all the time but i thought it should be sort of in the second half of the list yeah um so that's that's my number five now yeah okay
2: i think that's a that's it's obviously well in in the top 10 things that piss us off we had we i think we all had social media didn't we neil because it's it's just as good as it is bad and just as bad as it is good um every every form of social media Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of pros there's a lot of cons isn't there there absolutely is not in your top five neil no because i've fallen out of love with it at the moment yeah yeah. over the
1: last few years i don't think i've looked at facebook for about two years
2: but it is a necessity never
3: reply to my (laughs) messages. sorry john (laughs) but it is a necessity
2: especially if you're doing (laughs) a podcast podcast. yeah (laughs) No, i know i still have it and it's still
1: there in the background i haven't deleted the account it's just that when i have sort of thought oh hang on let's have a look i've just thought i really can't be bothered (laughs) it's adverts or it's things people moaning and politics and i'm just like no i want happy i think somebody should have a happy book
3: you can get a stroud for that i mean yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but do you
1: see what i mean i i just i i don't know maybe i'm living in too much of an ideology uh, ideological world i just want idealistic i think you mean I, uh, idealistic yes yeah, yeah.
3: ideological is exactly what you're trying to avoid yeah yeah <laughs> idealistic sorry
1: john thank you very much
3: no no no. i mean i wasn't trying to pick holes in your um, erudite no. speech there but uh, <laughs> the difference is profound between those two terms so. there we are thank
1: you very much no there we are but that's what i want it's just a happy place and not a moaning place you know you can stand in the shop queue in it in the moaning place i don't need it actually i phone, mean
3: that's literally is. i don't because I'm still on Twitter, uh, but I go on Twitter to throw in, I fancy a chocolate biscuit or just Mm. something, something dumb, uh, uh, but you can get drawn into because Twitter's a nasty. mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. There are shards of like lights of hope with certain people. I mean, like Giles that we know, Neil, isn't there? Giles Phillips, always trying to put out little sort of positive little words of hope. Uh, and most of the time, he gets shot down for it. So that it's just unfortunately mm. that's what social media does. But it's it is a massive part of everybody's life these days. It doesn't matter what age you are either. I don't think mm. you know. Uh, okay, then Neil, you're number five, please.
1: So I'm a man that suffers with the heat. I hate hot weather. In the fact of um being outside in it and feeling uncomfortable and sticky, so the invention of aircon has been a blessing to me in my car, my van, hotel rooms, shops. I mean alas, we don't have it in our homes, which I wish we had had this year with that exceptional heat wave we had earlier on in the year um yeah aircon i i it's probably not right to say you like it and love it, but I do.
2: <laughs> why I'd is it sound. not right to say you
1: love it? Well, it's so say it's not green, is it? The 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 usage of aircon it, it
3: draws Smash a lot of the boxes. I've seen a sort of greyish brown. They, yeah, there we are. Nice,
1: <laughs> but they they have a lot of that. You know, talk talk about it. But yes, I couldn't be without it. it you know, it's the only way you'll get me to go to the shops now for a day. Is why because it's got aircon shots. Go air oh, I, see what, you mean.
2: I yeah. see what you mean. So, John, are you a, a person that likes being cold and then make yourself warm? Or do you like being warm, make yourself cold?
3: Um, the that's really person. interesting. I, I'm a bit of a Goldilocks when it comes to that, I think. Um, oh, right. Okay. I do actually over it's possibly a lockdown thing, possibly an age thing, possibly I I don't know what, but uh, fresh air now. I just oh, I love fresh air. Being outside... Yeah and I I started uh, I actually made a chair out of old uh, decking uh and it's the most comfortable chair I've ever sat on <laughs> and if the sun comes out I'll just go and sit on my chair and, and it's just happy place you sit so, on your chair with your with your washing machine <laughs> fire <pit>. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I think um uh discomfort from heat um I mean, I don't know where to go with that. It, it, no. It's I. I don't like being. I, I think I'm possibly. I love going from a too hot into a lovely cool shop or something mm, like that. Right. Absolutely beat it. Okay. I wouldn't want to be stuck in there because it no. starts. I start feeling a bit weird. Yeah, um, all, I'd, all I'd I prefer be.
2: it when you're cold and you get yourself all nice and snug mm. and make yourself warm, as opposed to it being really hot i mean although you get a, i mean i've got a fan i haven't got air con but i get a fan on and that's quite
3: nice as well mm. i mean te- temperature controlled environments to me is a bit kind of you might as well just take my brain out and plug it into a in um <laughs> oh yes yeah uh, just that, saying yeah. when they pipe oxygen in and it's kind of that's the kind of corrupted end of uh mm. temperature controlled and you just kind of think actually just getting it and when i'm in when i've been in vegas um I've been to Vegas far too many times because that's where all the big tech conferences are. Getting outside into the hot sun, best thing ever, because it's real. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Vegas probably is
2: real loving, isn't it?
1: I appreciate that. I mean, I primarily was speaking again about my mode of transport for work. Oh.
3: I wish I had the uh, aircon in the van. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. i completely up for that, yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number five is something that was uh, apparently invented in 1951, but I think is more prevalent to what's going to happen in the future is AI, artificial intelligence. Um, why, why do you keep looking like that, John? Because <laughs> it's not in my list. It's not on your
3: list. Oh, I did wow. mention the singularity. So you did, so, but, but carry, on.
2: carry on. I just i I find that AI and um, it's the future. It's it's got to be what things. I mean as much as I don't understand things like uh, the metaverse and um, NFTs and all of that kind of stuff, I don't understand why people are spending so much money on things like that. John, you might be able to tell me that the money that they're spending is absolutely what they're supposed to be doing, but artificial intelligence and what's going to happen in the future with you. With, if you look at the way that things like automobiles, cameras, record players the way that they have morphed into something that just is amazing now that you can hold in your hand you literally have a movie studio in your hand you have a music studio in your hand what what ai could be in the next 20 30 years makes you wonder and vr and all of those kind of things i mean i don't suppose i'll ever see i'll I'll live long enough to see what its true potential is going to be although if you look what ai is now to what it was 10 years ago it's probably unrecognizable.
3: Mm-hmm. I I do have views on this. Okay, so, let's hear it. Uh, uh, that, I mean, I kind of mentioned it before, so I'm kind of reiterating, but it, uh, we keep kicking the can down the road in terms of what's we'd love to be possible and what's actually possible. So the, yeah. the, in AI world, there's, there's three grades of AI. There's essentially what I was doing at uni, which was uh expert systems, just rules, rules-based software. So if these things happen, then if if all of those things then do that sort of software. Um yeah. you essentially take a whole bunch of data and you then start to be able to infer things from it like, oh, all the cars seem to come through at six o'clock. So how about we route traffic the other way at six o'clock? kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But it's a bit, it's a clunky. Uh, and you have to know exactly what you're trying to model and the third growth of ai is what could actually and that's where things are mostly at the moment it's it's very machine learning kind of stuff it's it's uh you build models they're reasonably fixed you throw a bunch of data at them and then you can infer stuff the next level of you know having a talking robot and kind of uh um i mean i'd, I'd love it to be true yeah i'd love to be able to go oh do you know what i can't be asked to go to the shops can you just pop off and get some uh yeah get get some ketchup and some some uh some decent cheese (laughs) and and off it would go i'd love that to be true but i think it's a long way off see i
2: think that's the thing is i'm taking ai from what are in movies as opposed to what's as opposed to what is like actual Um, artificial intelligence
3: I mean who wouldn't but I mean and you put in VR which I might come back to and you you uh, uh, put in uh, robotics as well a little bit Um, and there was a whole spate of films wasn't there recently um, about uh, you know people falling in love with the robot or the robot going off the rails Mm. or um, um, you probably know all the titles Uh, but the uh, yeah it's fascinating I mean It'll happen. Yeah. It's just it probably won't happen soon, and it probably won't happen the way we expect.
4: Right.
3: So. That sounds ominous. <laughs> I think, yeah, all, all, all predictions. I mean, I have in my head uh, the law of uh, unexpected consequences. We always seem to invent things, and then it's never used for what we thought it was going to be used for.
2: Right. okay. Um, mm-hmm.
3: So yeah, social media in politics, for example, who, who knew? Yeah, uh, mm. um, or or whatever. So, and sometimes it's the most you with Velcro. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's the most mundane. Uh, and your point, Neil, about how bubble wrap was invented. Uh, mm. um, it, it, it's it's always crazy to see how some things kind of get adopted in the most mundane but super useful of ways. Yeah, yeah so yeah. uh, i had a conversation with son ben about uh, uh autonomous vehicles you know self-driving cars and we were just riffing around on this and talking about well, wouldn't it be great to take you back for a path from a party at, like kind of you know, don't want to drive it's all right the, the car will turn up and just take you home you know no questions asked and, uh, and then he said yeah but you wouldn't be you wouldn't want to be the third or fourth person that night in that car, would you? Because you know, <laughs> you'd have the chunderers on the kind of two or three. And, uh, yeah. and it's just like, oh, yeah, that is literally going to be true. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's going to be the chunderbugs.
2: You're going to have to, like, draw lots before the end of the night to see who's going to be popped off oh, first and second. Oh.
3: Yeah yeah that's not someone good. in yours oh they weren't oh they didn't yeah. oh, mate. Oh, so sorry.
2: <laughs> but then by then we'll have self cleaning cars as well surely
3: it's got to happen it's, it's got to happen. happen but that's where i'd invest it's a bit like the you know the um uh um uh, selling shovels to gold diggers you know don't invest in the gold invest in the shovels exactly exactly yeah um just a little aside
2: if we end up just breaking up just keep going and then I'm gonna just edit it together because I think that's gonna be the best way to do it, Because I, I did. don't know what's going to... yeah, I know you did <laughs> uh okay, John, you're number four then please
3: ah so I've kind of messed up a little bit um, okay, because we did say post industrial revolution, and this we wasn't. did uh, well you so said post industrial revolution i did so so I'm allowed to break my rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I, I, I thought have some fun with a couple of them and um so and this this is one which i think is hugely important in the history of everything and what i've called it it, i mean it's actually the well-tempered clavier um but it's essentially Bach um and pre-Bach in musical terms instruments were not tuned Particularly okay. well, or in the same way. And the way uh, a piano, you, you kind of look at a piano, and you think, well, you just kind of tune that one to tune that one. Yeah, they're all semitones different, aren't they? That was an invention. The way of setting up a piano, uh, and, or as it's called, is the tempering of the piano, w- was an invention. And actually, while we think all the frequencies are exactly, they exactly work out, they don't, they're, they're slightly different on certain keys. So Chopin would tune the piano slightly differently to the way um, Bach would tune it. And if you don't tune it in the way Chopin would tune it, then you don't get the same tune, obviously. And the the subtleties are are lost. So, I mean, me playing the piano just wouldn't make a blind bit of difference but for that level of things. But but back in Bach's time, which is like 1600s, so it's nearly the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, right. And it was kind of equally... um, What was happening back then with Stradivarius on violins and so on, there was a lot of invention just pre-Industrial Revolution in terms of how you make a violin, how you lacquer it, the kind of chemical compounds that they used. And we moved from a state of music being a bit shit to uh, music being consistent. And music being uh, transferable so you could write it down and someone else could play it and without that we wouldn't have the kind of wealth of music that we've got today there you go so i wanted to bring in the ability to tune a piano fantastic fascinating we'll, we'll give you that one
2: we'll give Thank you that you. i'm so sorry it gets worse okay. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Uh, go on then neil
1: your number four so um, this is a revolution to me. Um, last year I was given for uh, a Christmas present, an air fryer, because they were the in things. And now it's become my go-to cooking implement. My oven, I don't think I've switched my oven on in weeks because this air fryer seems to do everything and make things tasty again. Um, I don't know whether either of you have one of these. Contraptions. Is this a ninja thing? Yes, it is. Oh, you into a ninja thing. Yes, if they want to sponsor us, I'd happily stand on mine and smile. <laughs> um but it's a it's a revolution and and apparently, in these uh cost of living times where everything's going up um I've been reading and listening to different things saying how much less energy they use oh, than anything oh. else and but also, the taste of the food has gone back to old school for me, so like you can do roast potatoes in them, and they come out so bloody nice it's it reminds me of my youth and my grandma cooking them and those sort of things so I've been really enjoying it so I wouldn't be I'd be lost without my air fryer now okay I so even do what? my cereal in it no
2: <laughs> so do you cook anything
1: in it well most things I mean you can't cook anything but yeah you can do a roast joint right mm. down to I don't know whatever else you want I mean I They must be a big thing because a lot of the um, big retailers and food manufacturers are now putting air fryer instructions on their food, which you never saw before. You start to notice that. So it must be a thing that's here. And
2: are they expensive
1: to buy? I don't know. I was giving it for a gift.
2: Oh, right. I've not really looked into it. They're quite hard to come by.
3: Oh, right. They're They're, getting very, very. They're flying off the shelves. Right. Right. They are. It's it's fantastic, though. The expression hen's teeth has come up.
2: Oh really? Yeah. Uh, those ninja ones, yeah. You can fry them in there as well, can you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, probably. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nice, crispy, crunchy hens teeth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I would recommend. That's that's an absolute that's an endorsement as well. Well right. it, it kind yeah. of
3: makes sense to because ovens like kind of yeah, sure. It's you know back in the it's like a pizza oven back in the day, you know, you stick a few bits of wood in and mm. let the let the heat do its thing. But there's not been much innovation other than a big space that you heat. No. Whereas if you actually kind of think, well, how are we going to best take because they're smaller, aren't they? And then they're, it's yeah. all about that controlled heat in a in a certain. It, it makes perfect sense that it's, and it. And uh, I mean,
1: it cooks quicker than a conventional oven as well. It really yeah. does. I mean, chips. You you just use bog standard oven chips and do them in there, and they taste like. Well, they haven't got the grease, obviously, of your, your, you know, your fat fried chips, but they, they really are
3: crispy again. Oh, everything. Mm. So. Well,
2: but they are crispy and fluffy and. Crispy <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if anyone's got a free uh, drum from a washing machine, then John would like to make one into a uh, air fryer. I think I could. Air fry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's
2: possible. It's possible. Yeah, uh, no. My my number four is the iPhone. Um, I absolutely love all apple products i'm an absolute horror when it comes to apple products i will i will just carry on being an apple um file is that the word which would was would an apple file anyway i think, apple, that, I think. That, that, that i can remember working um in the offices at honda when somebody walked in with the very first iphone and everyone was just like mesmerized they thought what is that it was like they'd walked in with the holy grail everybody couldn't believe it because everyone had their blackberries or their whatever kind of motorolas and all of a sudden there was this thing that just looked so sleek and beautiful and simple and you know white display and just from that iphone i don't think the first iphone had a camera did it it I'm didn't not, no no to then go to what it is now where you can literally you don't need anything else you can control everything in your life from your phone and you can do what you want and you can get whatever information you want. I just, I'm a sucker for it. And I know that, I don't know, are Apple thought of as a as one of these evil corporations or is it, I don't know.
3: I think they've done a really good job with their brand. Yeah. Of maintaining a, I mean, in the trade, Microsoft's still the dodgy one. Um, oh right, right. Which is ironic because no one cares about Microsoft anymore. it's like kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're still a very powerful company. Amazon's yeah. the, Amazon's the probably. I don't know. There must be a kind of top ten evil brands. Mm. Yes,
4: uh,
3: and if there isn't, there's a podcast for you guys. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> um, uh, I, I think Apple deliberately said we're. Uh, I mean, Facebook's up there, isn't it? But uh, mm. Apple deliberately said uh, that. They're uh pro-privacy and things like that. Um, and it could all be smoke and mirrors, but yeah, they've done a reasonable job of and, and they've always got that horde of people that think they're the dogs nuts. So um
2: I'm I'm one of them, unfortunately. Uh,
3: who will defend them to the hilt. Uh, yeah. and yeah, they make i I'm pretty wall toward Apple. Um, largely because of contacts. Uh Trying, I used to run various things on a laptop and then various phones, and trying to keep it all in sync. And in the end, it was just like kind of yeah. All I have to do if I put an address in on that thing over there, it will come up on this thing over here, and it will be both on yeah, you know, it will be on yeah. that thing. Over, mm. And it all just works. Yeah. So and
4: synchronization
3: was
2: hugely important. It's simple as well. I, I find, but, uh, but yeah, that's mine. Okay,
3: John, you're number three. Then please, number three. Is uh programming Pro- so or software or whatever you want to call it? So, um, and uh, we've all heard of Ada Lovelace, haven't we? Uh,
2: yeah, wasn't was it she in Deep Throat? Wasn't she in Deep Throat? I was gonna
4: say <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> oh, <these guys. laughs>
3: oh, dear, long live the patriarchy! Uh, so, um, <laughs> this, um uh, so uh, Charles Babbage. Um, invented the arithmetic engine, uh, and essentially that was the, the the computer with cogs and so on that could be programmed for the first time. So you could actually put a punch card into it. It's still there in the Science Museum. It's literally the thing he built or he had built. Uh, you can put punch cards into it, and the punch cards will tell it what to do. And then you put in a sum, and it will work out the sum based on what the punch cards. It was Ada Lovelace, uh, who was Lord Byron's uh, daughter, I think, um, who actually did the programming. Oh, so right. she's got the reputation of being the world's first programmer, and, um, which is kind of cool because there's not enough women in tech. So, know, yeah, start as you mean to go on. Mm. Uh, but uh, the, um, over the years, the ability to actually tell computers what to do, obviously we couldn't have done any of the things that we're doing without the ability to tell computers what to do. Mm. And so everything that I've talked about, you know, with the processing, with the ability to transmit data and so on and so forth, it's all dependent on software and nothing that uh, you know, every business these days, uh, you know, every retail company uh, is based, its success is going to succeed or fail based on how good its software is. Uh so so it's of, of fundamental importance. And I wanted to give a shout out to Alan Turing as well, um mm. who's uh who's our wartime hero decryptor, but he also he came up with various theories that have just been proven to be true. Like uh if you write a computer in software, you can represent any other computer in software. So you can you can you can emulate any computer as a program. But then you can emulate that program as any as a program so it goes all the way down so you, you could you could write a package now that looks like a bbc micro come up on your screen looking like a bbc micro but then you could run a program on that that looked like an apple mac oh right kind mm-hmm. of yeah it's... why would you want to because you're stupid but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen these people that actually uh there's a uh running doom uh or wolfenstein 3d i think it is uh, one of the first uh shooters uh running that on anything possible you know can you get it to run on a watch can you get it to run on this it that that was turing's theory essentially mm. that anything can run anywhere else in any format um right. so and that's all the power of software so i think it's pretty cool and i started my career as a programmer so i'm obviously going to be a little bit biased but um yeah i'm definitely a software guy
2: See, it's those kind of things that you don't think about when you're playing a game or when you're running any kind of software. Is it? You don't think about the person that's actually doing the programming. It's it's almost like you take it for granted. I think there's the kind of things you just take for granted all the time when you're using all of this sort of tech. Mm. It's mm. the stuff behind that you don't think about. All the code that's being written and
3: millions all, and millions and millions of lines.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
3: And mm-hmm. so much. That's what I mean. All the big security, the cyber hacking problems, and so yeah. on. Yeah. It's created such a mess of spaghetti. It's like kind of uh, Mega City One in software terms. A <laughs> um, little 2000 AD reference there. Down, you go. there. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, it, it's that complex. Yeah. And so bad things happen within that because it's so complex. We've just created a monster. Mm. Uh, but that makes I mean, it's part of the fun.
2: Yeah.
3: So to, to then try and uh, uh you, you can't control it. You've got to kind of deal with Ride the, the waves. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Back on I got server. the nail, you're number three. So
1: mine links in perfectly with John's and and it's a bit generic, but it is computers. I mean, the invention of computers, I mean we wouldn't be like we said earlier, it's here now. Um i I'm, I'm a bit basic on this, I mean a computer to me <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. he didn't even know he was
3: making a joke then John I guarantee I don't, he didn't no. even he must All have gone like, into Dixon's and gone twenty go to ten and just had to let it run. That was the whole
2: no
1: no, I'm not very computer savvy A computer to me is i open
2: it up I'm a bit I'm older, set, isn't it? i can yeah. I can remember that kind of thing though John I can remember that no. Or you got no, a, a book of programs. That was the thing I. You got. I had a book of programs. One Saturday afternoon, I spent all afternoon to to play Hangman, line ten, line twenty, and then I press run, and I got some line wrong, and I'd, I spent four hours just like typing in everything. It was a nightmare. Never
3: never worked. I was just so, so crap at it. I was just, that's, my, that's my teenager. That and ethics models. It's literally that. So there you go. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. Table. No, Sorry, right.
1: table. You carry on. Well, you, it's a lot more what? than me. I mean, I just say computers because a computer is this thing in front of me that we're using now. I don't know the workings of it. I don't pretend to. I don't know half of probably what I can do on this thing. And, you know, I use it for what I use it for. And that's porn. Exactly... <laughs> <Not> a... <clears throat> no, the next the next one now is for the porn. Oh, do. right. And, uh, yeah. That's... Um, yeah, okay. it's too small a screen. I
2: oh, right, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um,
1: yeah, I, if computers, to me, is just the the tool that I use. I suppose it's for everyone like that. I mean, I will get, you know, ribbed <laughs> for not knowing what to do with half the things and having to ring my son up and say, I want to do this to this. What do I do?
2: Um, you know, I mean... And then he tells you to switch it on and then you normally... Well, aware. I
1: know how to do that because, yeah, I, uh, you know... I've yeah, turn it off now again, and I yeah I know <laughs> how it. to get onto Zoom and I know how to send an email and I know how to Google something and that'll do me, you know that's, okay. that's my, uh,
2: simple life for me really. <laughs> Indeed, it is. You're there with your air fryer, mm. and just
3: well, uh, on your. You'd be pleased to know that all computers are uh, pretty much these days have exactly the same architecture that was invented just post war by John Neumann. Um, which uh the 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 neumann machine is uh pretty much the standard way of uh processing data and it has uh you can imagine a y Mm. so essentially you load up the two tops of the y with two bits of data and then you send an instruction into that to say what to do with those two bits of data and then you drop it into the bottom of the y and then you stick that in storage that's literally, and then all the program instructions just kind of file up. And that's literally all that's happening in, in the kind of very, very machine code level of, of programming. So nothing's really changed since 1950 uh, when that was first invented. And interestingly, you mentioned the iPhone. It's running an operating system, which is essentially what's behind the scenes, making everything happen, that was created in 1969. So um We think it's all clever, and it is, and absolutely. And and the reason we've got such great um, screen resolution and so on is that Moore's Law thing of number of transistors you can fit, and everything's getting smaller and smaller. But the maths behind it is pretty standard. And and all that's really happened, speaking of AI, I spoke to uh, a guy who was he was writing artificial intelligence algorithms but they were based on his dad's artificial intelligence algorithms that his dad had worked out in the 70s and back in the 70s they didn't have computers powerful enough to run them so they knew that the algorithms were right because they could kind of work it out it will work if we run it yeah but they couldn't run it and it took until yeah going through cray which made these things possible but it was like 100 grand just to run it once uh and now those algorithms you can run on your iPhone. So, right. so the, the change has not been whether or not we knew what we were doing back then. It's how small it is and how fast it is.
4: Mm-hmm. So those
3: are the two big changes. There you go. Yeah. Right there.
2: Wow. Okay. Uh, my number three uh, is something that I think we all love. Uh, it's cinema and film. So I've got here 1888 was the first... Um, which I'm sure the look on John's face, I'm absolutely right with that uh, With that date there. Um, it's something that we've all got amazing experiences with. And the fact, again, that it's gone from... I can't remember. What's the name of that thing that used to go around that shows the horse?
3: Mm.
2: Oh, I can't remember. The silhouette thing, the, yeah, the light thing. Which was sort of like the first... Moving image, if you like, that's what it was, John. I knew you knew what it was, yeah. but then if you go from that to now 4K, that's 8K, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, and the whole big spinny thing, isn't uh, it? The, the whole shebang <laughs> of it. Doing that in 8K. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a life like that would be?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the whole, the whole, you know, I mean, I don't, I, I, I know what 4K looks like, and I can't quite get my head around what. The difference would be between that and 8K and 6K. I think even 16K is something that they're talking about. But obviously, again, in 20 years, it will be 32K. And it will be, well, it will be virtual reality, won't it? That's what it will be. The the movie will be around you as opposed to being watching a screen. I'm pretty sure that's what it will be. You'll be a character in the movie as opposed to it being something that you sit down and, and watch. But the evolution of cinema and the evolution of film and how it's, how it's projected and how it's actually filmed—it's fascinating. If you look at where it went from to where it is now, in the space yeah. of just over a hundred years. So, where it would be another hundred years if if we're all still here. In With hundred years. You know, who knows where it will be, but I, I have to admit, I think it's it's an amazing invention. Uh
3: anyway, John, your number two, please. My number two. Well, I'm deliberately gonna throw away the rule book on, on number two. Okay. Uh and uh but it's just to kind of build onto number one, so so bear with me. But I wanted to put in the world's first brilliant invention, as far as I'm concerned, for humanity. Okay. Uh, and that is Yeast based products. Okay. <laughs> so uh I've got this theory. So I'm I'm a big bread maker. Uh I love making breads. Uh I've got my own flour mill and um uh you know, grind the flour, get the yeast, get the water, get the salt, and it's a magical thing. Um I mean, it might work even better in, in, in your oven, uh Neil. But yeah, my air can, fryer. Mm. In, in your air fryer, but then you put you put you put you put you put the lot together in the oven and it it turns out a loaf of delicious bread. Mm. And every time I do it I think back to the people that we were 10,000 years ago or 100,000 years ago and think, "They must have gone. What the heck did we just do?" And that was kind of the first moment where uh I, I think there's something around 196,000 years ago where there was a massive cataclysmic nearly wiped out humanity event. Not quite sure. No one knows what it was. Um uh, it was post-Ice Age. Uh no, it was it was between Ice Ages. Uh that the humans that were left, there's something about before that everyone was a bit dim. And after that, they only left they were only left with the survivors. Right. So uh it, there's this kind of moment where we just went, Whoa, aha, here's the kind of things we can do. And obviously bread, but then also uh, what else can you do with e-space products? You've got beer. Um, and I think that the the joy of knowing that these things are so old mm. and yet so highly practical uh, and, and and wonderful. Uh but how would they it's know? It's just worth referencing.
2: How would they know to do that, to make bread to start with? Well, it's, was it trial and error?
3: I mean, there accident? was so much trial and error. Interestingly, if you go into the kind of uh, post-alchemy and early days of invention, you know, people testing radioactive substances on their tongues and kind of wondering why it, didn't have a tongue anymore and yeah lots of people died yeah Marie curie died of radium po- radiation poisoning you know it's a uh, lot lots of people died and yeah back in the day it would have been put down to witchcraft and and so on uh but uh trial and error definitely definitely humans watching other people do th- stupid things and going won't do that then right kind of Mm. you know the darwin awards i think they started a hundred thousand years ago (laughs) we started sifting the race uh, a a long 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 time ago yeah
2: i've always been fascinated with like the first person that like say dropped yeast and water and flour together and was like accidentally sort of oh no i've got to clear this up and all of a sudden they make this stringy stuff and think oh and then accidentally dropped it into a fire or something and all of a sudden it became bread
3: and you think, well how so, well interestingly if you look at the history of bread, um the the uh the grains were much shorter. Uh so that I think it was the Kerazan grain. Um so there's an interesting fact about this which is um ciabatta now you make the night before and you don't worry too much about stretching the grains and so on and so forth. But it's pretty much exactly the kind of bread that the romans used to make all oh, right uh because back in the day they had shorter grains and it wouldn't bind in the way that you can form uh bread now uh because we actually then on the other side we were choosing the better grains and were already starting to kind of uh uh cross-fertilize uh and produce better stronger grain we we got into you know cross-fertilization quite early so it's, it's just fascinating that you know, Italian bread has stayed the same for 2,000 years. Um, but that then takes you through flatbreads and the whole you – know, so we had all these – so you've almost got the trial and error in the, the regional history of bread. If you yeah. eat bitter breads or tortillas or whatever, they're all different attempts to make bread. Yeah. Um, and out of one of them came nice farmhouse loaf, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or sourdough, think, you know, which uh, San Francisco and carrying yeast across long distances and then, you know, being able to whip it back up again. Yeah. And stuff.
2: There you go. Look, you're yeah. learning about bread as well as modern technology. Well, drink to that. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Go on, then, Neil, you're number two.
1: So it's basically a smart TV, the new smart TVs. Everything's under one button. You know, it's it's got rid of all the boxes and the extra remotes that we used to have and everything's all in one place. Perfect for my kind of evening of watching, not porn, probably, although you can on those big tellers, <laughs> but movies. I love movies. It's my passion, which should have been in my top 10. And I didn't think about it until Pub mentioned it. <laughs> but um, sure it yeah, I I, I would be lost without my smart TV. Uh, it's the one thing I do love, the fact that they've got thinner and thinner and bigger and bigger and clearer and clearer. I'm enjoying it immensely. And, um, and how big is yours, Neil? It's a fifty-five at the moment. It's porn okay. again? It's a- <laughs> yes, but it, it, I, I'm I'm looking at upgrading next year, and I think oh. I'm going to go to the sixty-five.
3: Oh, young yeah. man! Mm. You I go. think we're st- still down in the forties in our house, but the trouble is, we've only got a forty-eight-inch space. Oh right. <laughs> it, it just fits nicely in an alcove, and what would we do? We'd have to kind of I don't know. Uh, that's when you need quantum yeah. physics. Surely we'd fit something into <laughs> it. <laughs> that <laughs> is definitely well, John's cat. excited. no it. oh, it's, <laughs> it's a cat. No, it is a cat, right? That's fine. It's a cat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's a cat. Yeah, that was and magic, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. He's no, I thought. <laughs> <the people die. laughs>
4: yeah. Uh
2: okay. Uh my number two. Is um, as a species, we've always been wanting to explore. So I had to put in space exploration, and Ooh. and so everything that goes with that. So I've got the V two rocket was the first space rocket at nineteen fifty seven. I loved the space shuttle. I think I was at the age where the space shuttle was something. It was like you're thinking of Star Wars, and you think of you see an actual sort of space ship, something that is able to fly off and fly back. Um, and I've always been amazed that it's never carried on. I know that they do still; they go to Mars and places like that. But manned space flight—I don't know—is it because of the the um, the crashes and the things that that's the reason that they didn't dead you know, people? You know, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> that was a, a, you know something that sort of you know put people off. But I think are not they supposed to be? putting a manned mission back together again yeah,
3: so i understand yeah to the moon that. i think again isn't it or something yep, yep.
2: yeah but yeah i thought i felt it had to be had to be there with um just be, to be able to go to another planet or to be able to go further into the solar system and maybe find a wormhole and you know be like matthew mcconaughey and uh end up still being 40 when everybody else is 80 years old and all of that kind of stuff. And John's going to tell me now that that's not possible.
3: It's just movies. I'm not going to tell you anything at all. I I was going to uh, remember one of my favorite films is contact. uh, Right. uh, uh, Jenny Foster, isn't it? And and the cat's now going at the microphone. Okay. um, (laughs) (laughs) There, There you go. So Foster, and um, there we go. We'll just put that back. <laughs> um, and um, the cat's now legged it. But uh, the moment where they say, she, they say, yeah, but there was nine hours of uh, empty videotape. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the book is even better. The twist in the book is fantastic, which I won't spoil. Oh, it, right. Right. I'm okay. not going to add, but it's okay. a, it's well worth reading the book. But the uh, is, wouldn't it be... Fascinating to yeah. actually it does go back to the quantum stuff. There's so much that we don't understand. No. And I mean, they talk about paradigm shifts a lot a lot in my industry, largely in marketing. It's kind of, oh, it's a paradigm shift. Oh, we all need to change how we think. But there are some genuine changes in how you have to think when you know, even between I don't know, Newton and Einstein we're both talking about the same thing you know, gravity and and so on but in a completely different way and yeah. newton's maths was good but it wasn't very accurate and einstein's maths was right but something will come along that will go well einstein was good but not very accurate and <laughs> um and we'll move on, you know. There's there's more discoveries to be had. So yeah. Um, I often listen
2: you. I often listen to Brian Cox and like although I'm fascinated with what you're saying, it sounds like a different language. You know he's
3: uh yeah, yeah, he's a...
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like a cabbage, <laughs> isn't it? <Yeah. laughs> um and uh, um yeah, was, I, I've then. heard that, I've heard that on more than one occasion about Brian Cox, and I'm sure he's lovely. Um and he makes it sound both really straightforward and completely impossible at exactly. the same time, which is yeah.
2: quite a talent. It is. A, a, it's an amazing talent. Oh, that's exactly way to, to surmise the way that he is. Absolutely. Uh, OK, before we release and tell everybody our number ones, um, John, do you want to give us your uh,
3: countdown from number 10 to number two? Then Neil will do the same. Uh Kidoki, okay, so I started with transmission, which was about how we get information around. Uh, and uh then I went on to sanitation um and uh, introduced Mr. Crapper and then uh um talked about silicon chips, which was also your number eight, which was interesting. Uh switched machine gun for lawnmower um and then went to uh um the um uh, wax cylinder as my chosen way of recording information uh through social media. Uh, had a bit of a diversion into the ability to have the well-tempered clavier um, and a l- nice little bit of Bach. Uh, and uh, then back in the game with programming and Ada Lovelace and Alan Turing. And uh, then uh, just because I like them both, bread and beer and yeast-based products. Nice. Neil, you're 10 to 2? Lovely.
1: Two? So at number 10, I had podcasts. And then number 9 was my electric toothbrush, Number eight was contactless payments. Number seven, pot noodle. <laughs> See, I'm highbrow here. Number six, reversing camera or cameras on cars. Number five, the air con. And then number four, the air fryer. And number three, computers. And at number two, the good
2: old smart TV. Wonderful. And mine is at number ten, Velcro. Number nine, silicon chips. Eight, the X-Ray. Seven, washing machines. John loves those tumblers or whatever. What are they called? do you call them, John? What are they inside? Drums. The, the, the drums.
3: Drums. It's the, drum. the drums. It's the drums. Uh, number comes six comes after the drum stop? The bass solo. <laughs> <laughs> number six, the World
2: Wide Web. Number five, artificial intelligence. Number four, the iPhone. Number three, cinema and film. And number two, space exploration. So, John, what is your number one... Amazing. Invention of the modern world.
3: Well, and before I get on to that, I'd just like to say that only Neil you'd be able to draw a picture of it, um and have the air-conditioned sitting with a pot noodle, uh, <laughs> etc. Et it just conjured such an image. So uh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, take take that, and then we yeah. all have multiple pot noodle moments? So so, uh, but I my invention is kind of on the got gone by various names and uh so i'm going for the metaverse oh which did get a mention it briefly did. you threw it in with ai uh i'd like to separate it back out again uh we've talked about augmented reality virtual reality etc etc and the the reason i wanted to to bring it in was because um i think that a lot of what we see with technology is essentially that it's linear it's building on what's happened before, and a lot of technology has its time so social media for example, in theory could have happened in the 70s with uh, bulletin boards and you know mm. we're already doing community based uh, information sharing and similarly with the metaverse there's there's already been various attempts to do things but no one's really cracked it, and uh, another law of mine is the law of diminishing thresholds, which is the time will be right when everything drops to a point where it becomes possible. So, network bandwidth, uh, you know, computer technologies that you can fit on your head without looking like a kind of scene from a 70s uh sci fi film, yeah, uh, etc. Uh, and the idea of having an immersive environment within which we share information and so on and so forth, maybe it's just because I want to see it happen, but i I think that's going to be a bigger part of our life as we move forward. We saw second life as well second uh, life that was
2: the one yeah, yeah, yeah it was a
3: thing it got people very interested, but it didn't really have staying power uh, but to see that it did get that level of interest, I think add the staying power and and you've got you've got something yeah. There
2: you go. It's me. I do think, but I think that's the future. I do. I think it's going to be more like Wally. I think everyone's just going to have their headsets on and living their perfect life in the metaverse. Dream in
3: a big comfy seat.
2: Yeah. yeah. And just, just not like doing nothing with their real lives and doing everything.
1: I'm on glad the I'm universe. gone
2: then. <laughs>
1: it's not <laughs> that like far a...
3: away though, Neil, that's the thing. Well, you can sit there with your air con and your pop noodle. Yeah. And <laughs> but one in. thing
1: I do enjoy, John, is a good walk. I've always enjoyed a good walk and I can't, I can't bear the thought of floating. But how would you like chair. you could
2: you could walk like anywhere you wanted to, Neil? Yeah, but you wouldn't be walking, would you? You'd be floating if you were like walking. Well no, because you chair. they'll probably end up doing some kind of
3: treadmill that you No, can, just like. What's walk up
1: with on? a pair of shoes and a good bloody walk? Well, you can get you can get <laughs>
3: these these Teflon bowls and Teflon shoes and you you pretend to walk. There's yeah. there's all kinds of um uh infinideck i think is one where you, you walk on beads or no that that particular one you walk on uh, conveyor belts multi-directional conveyor belts um there you go so and you could go
2: wherever you wanted.
3: neil i i actually don't think that it will replace i think it will just give us something. so the idea of going for a walk in the woods on a beautiful day with the sun streaming through mm. the uh, trees and the birdsong and so irreplaceable
4: yeah exactly i
1: couldn't dr- think of a universe without just something as simple as that oh no that would scare me but, yeah.
3: but the fact that you like your film mm. there will be other things to like
2: yeah, yeah absolutely
3: absolutely so, yeah. i was well, only I was picking up way. on the one yeah, thing
2: completely yeah. Go on, then Neil. you're number one well i mean
1: i've learned a big lesson tonight i've had uh, all sorts of information given to me that I will keep some of it. I probably will lose some of it, <laughs> but um, I didn't realize there was two things. I thought, yeah, I thought um, the internet was just a thing. Uh, not knowing that the World Wide Web and the internet were two separate things. I thought they're exactly the same thing. So I've learned something, but I did put the internet because so much we live by and news by and everything I thought was just the internet, but... I still don't know whether it's the
2: World Wide Web or the internet. (laughs) You'll just have to listen back to the podcast when I've... Yeah, uh, I'm
1: still trying to get my head around it. I'm still trying to work it. When I've
2: somehow strung this all together, yeah, (laughs) you'll be able to listen back. But basically, it it feeds everything that we do
1: um, nowadays. And it's made up, you know, it's a wonderful thing. Like I said, you can Google something, find out the answer and have a great time. But also, it's brought a lot of unpleasantness or nastiness or whatever but that's human nature isn't it that's not tim berners lee
2: tim there we, yes that's right that's right well done so you
1: know you it, know it's not the internet that's so say really evil is it it's humans so our knives evil i mean mm, you know that's exactly. right exactly But yes, I would be lost without the internet now because I can now go and Google and actually look again and what the difference
3: is between the two. (laughs) I literally just googled for Tim Berners Lee, so you know. There you go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Goes full circle. And of course, Neil. Porn. Uh,
2: My number one. My number one is uh, very simply the light bulb. And um, (laughs) what a great idea! If not the light bulb, yeah. Just went off like that, yeah. Uh, and not and obviously, with light bulb, you can extrapolate to electricity because without electricity, again, we wouldn't have any of this stuff here. Um, I thought that was quite a simple one for me just to have that. It's not that there's no deep meaning to it, I just think it's something again that we take for granted. You just tap a little switch on the side of your house, and there is electricity. I mean in the state that the country is in how long that's going to be for and whether it'll always be there when you tap that little switch yeah. and the <laughs> light comes on who knows but uh but yeah quite a interestingly
3: simple... um it brings things full circle because on my list in fact it says 10 transmission hyphen electricity connectivity and thence remote sensors there mm-hmm. you go eddie lamar frequency hopping so, so uh it was my first on my list. So everything goes around.
2: Everything goes around and we managed to get through most of it without, with all the little stops in between. But we start and we stop with electricity. So that's pretty good. In the uh, you could say everything starts and stops there with are, Look at those lights! There look at those lights! Yeah. <laughs> look at that! Shining on me. Now that is freaky. That is freaky. Uh, we got a couple of honourable mentions, which I must uh, mention. At Chatty Geek HD said, "Bit of a blanket answer, but I would have to just go with the internet for me. Don't know where I'd be without it. Then, of course, there is the invention of the podcast. Uh, at T L O E Pod." Says, living in Florida, I got to go with air conditioning. Uh, the discomfort of going without, most recently from Hurricane Ian, makes general living exponentially worse. Trying to fall asleep in a hot, humid, and stagnant house is awful. Don't know how they did it back in the day. At Andy I'll McEwan.
3: Pass a message. Sorry, if I can interrupt there. I'll, yep. I'll pass a message back, which is in Britain, not knowing, understanding air conditioning. A family member has just discovered that air conditioning units have filters. Oh, right. Mm. And they need to be changed. So, you know, we're, we're, oh. we're in, we're in catch-up on, on, on this. Absolutely, we are. Absolutely. Um,
2: at Andy McEwen1 said, is penicillin an invention or a discovery? Mm. Oh, would, would that be a discovery? I don't know. It's all down to bread. Yeah, mouldy. There you go. We go full circle again. And also, Andy, Google it uh lisa buchanan uh, a blender for my cocktails is the first thing that came to mind there you go well done lisa and Stu grant said the answer to which uh is of course the internet the internet smartphones and the internet rinse and repeat we're back to washing machines again john uh and should turn it around and have a top 10 inventions that killed society that's Stu for you thank you very much Stu. Nice. uh so there you go we're done we finally that's got almost. yeah <laughs> Um, Before we say our goodbyes and all that, uh, Neil, do you want to tell everybody how they can get in touch?
1: Absolutely, I can. So you can email us at top10pods at hotmail.com. You can give us any questions you like or even any ideas for a top 10 yourself. You can find us on all the social media at top10pods. Do give us a click, give us a like, give us a follow or whatever you do there. Come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods all sorts of rewards including being a guest yourself who wouldn't want to do that check out all the links via the link tree uh, you can find the link in the show notes and do please come and subscribe and leave us a review and rating wherever you get your podcast from
2: thank you neil john thank you so much you delivered way more than we were expecting with it's all been a the lesson it's been i knew it would be a lesson i just didn't think how much of a lesson yeah they're
3: only supposed to be half an hour these things <laughs> yeah yeah it's great john it was wow. fantastic mate. but thank
1: you I, i've Honestly,
2: learned a lot genuinely learned yeah,
1: stuff yeah. Tonight, and such i always
3: like such to wonderful learn. guys i really appreciate you having me on
2: no john oh, thank you oh, and thank, thank you very much for your support as well for being a patreon pal yes thank, thank you, you very get, much, much. We like your badge, of course. And I'm, I'm sure you'll come on again. We'll, we'll find something a bit more, even more high for you. I'm sure we can find something. Prog rock. Prog rock. There you go. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> no, I, no I, I, will be, I will be as dumb about that as Neil is with computers. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I'm sure we can come up with something. We'll come up with something. Yeah. But we'll have you back in the new year without a shadow of a doubt, John. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, John. Thank you very much, Pav. Indeed. Thank you very much, John. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching and listening. And let's go start the countdown. Ten. Nine.